we are. Uh, my name is Doug, uh, hanging out with Shelby Nelson today at Scout Workshop, um, doing our first podcast. Yes. Um, so this thing doesn't have a name yet, or really a focus, but like I was saying earlier... Neither does life, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, as we said earlier, a podcast about nothing. Yes. So, uh, but no, honestly, like I'm just sitting down with some of my fun and creative friends and chatting with them about their process you know, how they approach life and work and everything like that. And just kind of having some fun conversations, really honestly just using this as an opportunity for me to hang out with people I really like <laughs> and get to know them a little bit better. Woo-hoo! So, um, yeah. So I think, you know, just kind of kicking it off. I think the main question or the first question mm-hmm. I had for you uh, is what is our origin story? I love starting out with the origin story. Uh, so Doug and I met at uh, the co-working space formerly known as Coco, <laughs> now called Fueled Collective. And so Doug was a member and I worked for Coco and we kind of just were interwoven together through miscellaneous happy hours, mm-hmm. uh, you being friends with other cool random people that we know and love. And um, so I think our friendship grew through that and just kind of having fun, awesome, random conversations. I do think the first conversation maybe that we ever had was about death. <laughs> At least so the first was, one. <laughs> this was our first, yeah, this is in my mind kind of the first, like we hung out sure. a little bit and been like in each other's circles. Yeah. But really the first time we ever really had a Honestly, got a conversation. It was right after I started listening to My Favorite Murder. Yes. And I was following their little lead about everyone has a hometown murder. And so, yeah, we were just, what? It got dark. It got really dark really fast. But <laughs> what happy hour was it? Was it like a... Uh, it was some sponsored happy hour. I yeah, think just right? on a Thursday or Wednesday or something like that. So, um, yeah, I remember, so we have a lot of friends that are from kind of like smaller uh, rural areas of like the mm-hmm. Midwest, and so yeah. we were like co- like pointing out at people like, you've got to have like a crazy, <laughs> really messed up story, and they often did, yeah. so it was, I, I want to say it was probably what brought us to our great friendship today. Absolutely. I remember thinking afterwards, I was like, I'm inviting him to my birthday party. That's right. Yes. yes. And, and then you picked out a costume for me to wear. Yes. <laughs> you and Emily it was decided for me what I was going to be, which uh-huh. is 100% appreciated. It is now your truer most self, I believe. You know, there, the there's been more than a few times when I've not even wearing that costume, but just like I have a bandana on and people are like, Walter? <laughs> uh. <laughs> For the reference, it was a Big Lebowski-themed birthday party. And yes. so Doug was obviously an amazing Walter. It definitely took the cake on costumes. Thank it you. Was, was... I mean... I appreciate that. I think there were some other amazing costumes. There were. There were some pretty well. good ones. Em- Emily with, uh, with um, oh gosh, the, the lady from Kowalski. Oh, Maud? Maud, yeah. yes. I was thinking yeah. Marge, which is yeah. what I was. But uh, yeah, she, she was a pretty good mod. Yeah. Except the, the velvet green cape was so <laughs> hot. <laughs> and I love that the wig just passed around the entire time. But, yeah. Yeah. So how did you come up with the idea for your birthday theme? And uh, I'm, well, and also, my understanding is I'm not the only person you picked a costume out for. Oh, no. Like, you almost picked them out for everybody and said, you're yes. being this, you're being that. Because I went to the thrift store with y'all, 
Yes. And I, I, you know, I was just useless. You know, <laughs> the two of you were just really running the show. And like, Emily kind of gets the great. props for that because she's the professional thrifter. But yes, we, so everyone was like, well, do we have to dress up? And Emily and I are so into Halloween, so into all the costume parties. And so we went through, uh, or at least I did the night before, each person and like Googling, because I just opened it up to just like, movies in general and like saying well, wasn't like, it like coen brothers movies? it was all coen brothers yeah. movies yes yeah. so it was That's like what, yeah. i looked at all the coen brother movies and i was just like you need to be this person you need to be. like i went it was it was amazing and then people really showed up it really i felt very loved by everyone's ability to yeah. wear costumes when i knew that deep down they hated on costumes <laughs> well i don't hate on costumes yes but i had a great the, time yeah and it was super super fun i know That's all right fun. so obviously you know, birthday parties, costumes, mm-hmm. things that you get really into. Yeah. The So I was looking, I did actually a little bit of research. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So I looked up your LinkedIn and I noticed you said you're an ultra type A person Ooh. on your LinkedIn little bio. And oh so yeah. I wanted to make sure I really understood what a type A person was. Sure. I, I, uh... Because the competitive thing behind it, which is kind of what I feel is like the dominating you know, like that's the first thing I think of, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would never peg you as that competitive. Yeah, I think that's also that's. I really am glad that you called that out because. So I wrote that bio when I was also in like a very different stage of my life. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, first of all, I need to update my LinkedIn. I mean, <laughs> not saying I because I do think that is a big part of my personality. I think it's a lot about. Um, Kind of perfection in a way, mm. um, and then just making sure everything is um, executed well and everything's in its place, kind of. So it's more of, I wouldn't say it's as competitive as it is maybe like a competition against myself of like okay. making sure everything's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I have gotten really more conscious of over the years because I think sometimes it can be a real detriment to actually just enjoying yourself and having a good time and being silly because um, I'm quite silly and yes. I don't know <laughs> if that always goes hand in hand with ultra type A uh, but in high school oh yeah really ultra type A 100% definitely. so what okay so high school what was your high school career like give me an example wow. of ultra type A high school Shelby okay Shelby Nelson in second grade, we're going to go back. Oh, forward. okay. Yeah, grade school. Start at the beginning. Yes. So said that she was going to be a valedictorian at, at, in second grade. So you knew what a valedictorian I, was. I knew. Let's I'm, start. Yes. I mean, I think you get to be the valedictorian when you're a senior if you know what the valedictorian is in second grade, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they gave me the honor at that moment. Right. Time. Yeah. They're just like, yep, yeah. done. A Check bunch that of like high school officials like came up from the ground <laughs> and just like gave me my certificate yeah. and I had to like say my little speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a good example of it. My parents are both second grade teachers. And mm. so I think I really got a lot of that from them of um, really making sure that I was always doing the best I could in school. Okay. Um, which I don't necessarily think is always the best thing now if I were to go back, but it's, mm-hmm. I think it's obviously important you guys go to school. Yeah. Be good, <laughs> be good at school. Be cool, stay in school. <laughs> be cool, stay in school. And um, so I think more of digging into, so I was in National Honor Society, I was in student council, I did all the things as AP classes. Okay. Um, but, I mean, school and grades, I mean, it kind of just consumed everything. I mean, it was all about, like, 
getting the resume stuff, applying to all the colleges, all the stuff. And it was super fun because I was around, all my friends were also into the same things, but I really wish that I would have branched out more and um, been involved with other things that were maybe a little out of my comfort zone and not so, you know, perfect on paper. Okay. So what would have a stretch for you have been like hanging out with the kids smoking pot? Yes, I really wish I would have done that. I yeah. think it would have really just really changed me in a good way. No, I think I really would have liked to have been involved with maybe like international students or oh. like trying to join a sports team, which, I mean, again, is kind of like on paper also good things, but um, just, and maybe even being involved in theater or just like fun things yeah. that I think would have been... I don't know. Or maybe just not doing anything, too. Like, right? <laughs> just yeah, kind of just... sitting and doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. Yes. Yeah. So, you mentioned your parents, mm-hmm. second grade teachers. Yeah. And what is your, like, what are they like? What's your relationship with them? How have they made you who you are? Yeah, no, that's great. So, they, fun fact, they taught in the same classroom for 18 years. Yes. What? what? Yes, yes. Actually, 16 years. Okay. Yep, so they were team teachers. Yeah. Um, they didn't meet teaching. Uh, they just met through, like, my mom's aunt, who lived in the same apartment okay. building as my dad at the time. Yeah. And uh, another fun fact, okay, not a fun fact, a sad fact. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sad fact. Um, she died on their wedding day. Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. Your aunt? My aunt who introduced them. Wow. It was like, you are now. Together. This was my job in life was to bring you two together and make yeah. sure that holy shit isn't that freaky? Wow! So their honeymoon was kind of sad, but eh, it was kind of pretty. Yeah. Wow. But okay. Anyways, so um, they're teachers. My dad is retired. Okay. Um, and then my mom will be retiring this year. So they taught. I mean, I think my mom will have taught for thirty-eight years at this point, which Man. I was just like. I couldn't even imagine doing one thing for no. 38 years. I would go crazy. Yeah. Both my parents were public school teachers oh in St. Paul. Same kind of thing. Like, I remember <laughs> the funniest thing was talking to my parents about, like, writing resumes and doing job interviews. And then I realized, like, wait, my dad got a job. He was in the Army in Vietnam, and then he got out of the Army, and then he became a teacher. Like, I don't know that he ever, A, like, had a resume or yeah. even really interviewed Right. You know, and yeah. it's just kind of a funny thing. They're English teachers, so I know, like, they had to, like, teach kids how to write resumes. Sure. You know, yeah. so they probably knew some, like, things, yeah. but, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a no experience in that. Both, they both just worked in the same job. Yep, the same, same school. You yeah. know, pretty much probably the same, well, maybe not the same room, uh-huh. but pretty close to it for their entire career. Yeah. Except for my mom took some time off when my sister and I were born. Uh-huh. But, it, I know. It's yeah. just, like, I remember, so my mom and dad came to Minneapolis to see me. When I was working at Coco, mm-hmm. and I, of course, like, brought them to Coco because I was like, look at where I work. And they were just like, are these people working? Like, <laughs> what are they doing? Like, what? Like, they, I still try to explain to my parents what I actually do because I'm, you know, freelance project manager, yep. kind of everything under the sun. And I don't, they still don't really understand, like, what am I, like, how can I possibly be in my email all day? Like, what does that even mean? You know? Exactly. So it's just a different, it's so crazy to think about how just even that short amount of time of my lifespan, you know, like 25 years, the working world has just shifted. And now those are our expectations when we're looking for jobs is to be in a place where, you know, we could work where we want in these cool spaces Mm -hmm. like this, 
talk like I'm doing this at, on a Friday at you know two o'clock. Right. Like there's a solo work week. This, <laughs> you know. I am, right. You know. I'm like I am counting this as like my working week, and this is my day. And sometimes I feel really bad about it because I'm like, my parents worked their butts off mm-hmm. all the time, and I saw it day in day out after school, before school, weekends. Yeah. And here I am, like. I mean, really enjoying, I mean, I definitely have stressful points, of course, but um, really just kind of loving what I do and and being able to do stuff like this. So I feel really lucky. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it it is just a very interesting dynamic to grow up in. And I think teachers in particular, you know, having friends that are now teachers, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it still feels like it's, they're clinging to that kind of idea that they're probably going to be teaching there for the rest of their life, you know, for their yeah. career unless something comes up and they need to move or their spouse moves or something like that, yeah. you know, which is still, yeah, just crazy. But It's, it's insane. It's and then thinking about, like, all the hours they put in and, man, like, my mom correcting papers. And, like, my first job was literally sitting there with those, like, little <laughs> tests where she would give me, like, a punched-out thing. And so I knew which box to check, you yep. know, if they had that one filled. The Scantrons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't even – it was, like, a, I was the Scantron. You – You know, because – You are a human Scantron. I was a human Scantron. Name it was of my the podcast, first job. Human Scantron. Doug, the human Scantron. I think that's so sticky. I think Doug. we're out of something. We're going to have so five sticky. of those more ideas. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah cool so but no but Mm -hmm. you know back to the original question so what are your parents like yeah like how did they make you more than just like work and things like that you know totally yeah I think that's a great question so um my parents were both um very supportive of us being very creative so I have two younger sisters My dad, um, speaking on the topic of doing everything and more, would come home from work and play, like, dress up with us all the time, every day after school. Like, he would be the prince, and we would be the Disney princesses, and he would sing all the songs with us, and we'd sing Ariel in the bathtub, and he'd be Quasimodo, and all these amazing things that, looking back, I'm like, Dad, how did you have the energy to do that? And yes, it was just my dad. My dad loved playing dress up with us like thought it was so fun just loved having three little girls yeah just his little princesses and so that childhood so formed me today of um I mean I had a perfect I had a great childhood like my sisters and I were so close and we were always singing and uh, playing and being creative we invented this little thing called secret town which we would go around at different stores that we owned I started branding things when I was very young, (laughs) so I think that was very telling for where I am today. Um, But my parents are probably the nicest people you would ever meet. Um, My dad is so sweet. He has a heart of gold, um, loves polishing silver in his free time. He wears bow ties. He is so cute and nice and wonderful. And my mom is just as great. Like I think she still has a career in front of her as like some sort of Broadway star. I don't know how, but she's going to do it. Well, yeah. <sighs> yeah, and they're just great. I'm super close to them. My dad is actually very sick. He has Parkinson's oh. disease. And so that is just... I'm sorry, really, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. he's... Um, that, I mean, that kind of... He's only... I mean, he's in his late 50s, so mm-hmm. it's definitely early onset. Um, Parkinson's and has really changed my relationship to my family and how I like view family. Yeah. Just, I mean, I no longer, I mean, they are, you know, kind of my rock as well, but I also am that for them too. I think my sisters Mm -hmm. and I have become a support system because we realize, I think when you're 
becoming an adult, you realize that your parents are human and adults. Yes. And, um, I value just them more as friends as well, too, just through this, this, yeah. this tough times. So. It is a crazy transition yeah. when that happens. You know, um, my mom passed from Alzheimer's disease like six years ago when she was oh. 69. And oh my gosh, yeah, super so young. Really, yeah, exactly. Like super young, but, you know, I'm not familiar enough with Parkinson's to know what the mm-hmm. prognosis is, if it's sure. that quick or how that goes. It's a, or, it's a, it's a long of, one. It's a long, yeah. yeah it, it kind of slowly, it's, it just slowly affects all the systems. Um, okay. Lots of nervous systems and... Yeah, it's just, it's tough. It's not an easy thing to watch, especially, I mean, I feel like at this time in my life, I'm so happy and wanting to share these things, like, with my parents and everything, but they're dealing with, you know, such Mm -hmm. tough issues. It's just kind of navigating, like, how to to maintain balance of, like, because it's, you can't just think about it all the time. I mean, you'll be sad all the time. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. 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 So I just and it's you know there some days are harder than other and he and he is doing fine right now and goes in waves and mm-hmm. um you know it's just I mean everyone it's like I always say it's gonna things happen like this to everybody and that's I think a comforting thought of you know I mean even just talking to you like you're like yeah I also experienced this and yeah I think realizing that this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum and to just have friends that are there to help you absolutely yeah yeah and you know i mean from my experience you know being excited and like when my family was going through all of that you know it was like right when my career was kind of taking off a little bit as well and Mm -hmm. you know like there had been like i kind of had like a career change there and suddenly you know so i think there was yeah some positive you know just having those good things happening around Mm -hmm. even in the midst of Mm-hmm. All of the chaos and the madness that, you know, is... It's that. weird. It's like... Yeah. It's like you almost feel guilty sometimes again. It's like, yeah. you know, I want them to be a part of it, but, like, I'm growing and changing. It's it's just, like, weird waters. And I know it's kind of, like, that's what, they're, what they want for us. Like, that's right. your dream for your children is for them to be happy and, and finding themselves and all that stuff. I'm just like, Mommy and Daddy, I wish you were here and then you could also come on all these fun adventures with me. Mm. It's like, I know that's not the way it goes. No, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so we're obviously a very close family. I'm super Fantastic. close to my sisters. Um, yeah, I am very excited for you to meet my parents one day and they will love you. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to meet them as well. Yes. So, after high school, mm-hmm. Luther College. Luther, go Norse. And was that Decorah, Iowa? Am I, you know, yes, close? it is. Fantastic. All uh-huh. right. So Bluff from country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I... all the way from Las Vegas to Decorah. Yes. How did that uh, just pick something out of the hat randomly? <laughs> and like, fuck it. I'm going to the most Lutheran town in America. Seriously. After the sin and everything of... <laughs> Seriously, it was such a culture shock. I mean, it wasn't like, I didn't experience culture shock in a way that was like debilitating for myself, but it was, I mean, growing up in Las Vegas, Las Vegas is such a weird place. Yeah. It's like the only way I could describe it. And I know, like, we've talked about you living out there too, and you completely agree. It's just like, I mean, it's so random and it's grown so fast. 
and it's such a weird misfit of people all coming together. Yeah. Um, There's no community there. There, I would agree with you. It's yeah. really hard for people. It, I think that's what is drawn me to the Midwest is there is such a strong community in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And I know some people complain that it's hard to break into. But if you go out of your way to really make an effort to break into that community, you're going to have such a fulfilled life. And growing up, um, I, of course, had really close friends just through myself being there in school. But, like, my parents didn't have friends, really. I mean, it was, like, employee friends, kind of. But just almost you can't even compare the types of relationships. And and so, and then being out there, desert, uh, like, just... I mean, there's snow here. There's snow. There's a lot of snow here. Yeah. In the is that a good thing? Do you it's like a, the snow? It is awesome. Okay. I don't want it in April. I think that's excessive. Okay. But um, I, love, I love the change of seasons. I think it's really fun that everyone like looks forward to doing certain things in different seasons. And it's really cute. And So this, that's funny you mentioned that because this morning <laughs> I thought of like, I'm two of my favorite days of the year are the exact um, the exact opposite kind of idea. And the first is when I get to put socks on again. Yes. You know, and just that nice one when it's like actually a little chilly. And so uh-huh. you put that sock on, it's like, oh yeah. That's <laughs> yes. so nice. And then in the spring, when I get to take my socks off oh. and go to sandals and barefoot again and all the time. Feel and naked. Like, oh, it's just so great. It's like those are my two favorite days. <laughs> Of the so you like the, the feet feelings? The feet feelings. I like the are... feet feelings, right? But I also just podcast like the... name feet, feet feelings. Oh, <laughs> I think that can go in a whole different direction. But I'm down. I'm down. We'll see where everything goes. Oh. I'm open to anything. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree. I and I love hearing people's little things for that. You know, it's like, oh well, I do this on this day uh-huh. at this month, and because it's the first time, and um, I think it, it really contributes to people's um, just kind of ability to get excited about things and look forward to things like I know the winter is a really a drag towards the end of it with everyone's mental health I totally get that but then like the happiness level that happens when spring comes absolutely is like exponential like makes up for all the horrible things you said to your roommate when you were really really mad because it was snowing again (laughs) (laughs) it's like and you're just stuck in there together and you're just staring at each other like yeah like what Netflix show do we watch now (laughs) <laughs> you watch that without me? <laughs> Real source of contention. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the problems we live with. I know. It the really, struggle is real. The struggle is real. Yeah. But it's great. And so yeah. I was, I loved experiencing that through college. And just, um, I remember my uh, first kind of semester at uh, Luther when uh, a few of my girlfriends sat me down and they were like, we are going to simulate what a snowstorm feels like. So they sat me down in this little, like, dorm room chair, and they were just, like, throwing, like, toothpicks at my face. (laughs) And I was like, this is miserable. And then it'd be, like, cotton balls, cotton balls, cotton balls. And then, like, they put, like, a fan, I think, like, really close to my face. And then it's, like... That wasn't the first time you'd ever experienced snow, was it? No, I don't... So I had been so my parents are from the midwest okay. and so i'd been back for christmases before uh, right but a lot of the christmases that i was here for as we've like kind of found it wasn't very yeah snowy. right it feels like the winters start later and go longer now yes right. yeah. and so it felt like it you know I, that first like real storm where like the wind is hitting your mm. face like i would liken it to toothpicks just like hitting your face 
Yeah. So it's pretty good. Especially, you know, walking in class. I don't, you know, I'm not familiar with Luther campus, but I'm sure, yep. you know, it's not all oh <laughs> right God. one building. No, it yeah. is not. It's pretty close, though. It's pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no U of M. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. But they probably don't have tunnels like the U does either. Um, we do have tunnels. Seriously? They smell like a Disneyland ride. They smell like Pirates of the Caribbean because I think they just smell like a general water ride. I, don't I was know. trying to figure out if that was a good thing or a bad thing. In your <laughs> I mind. think it might have been some sort of water leakage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Okay. But yeah, there are a few tunnels, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Does U of M have a lot of tunnels? Is that like a thing? They do. Yeah. So my funny little thing. So when I was living in the dorm, like I uh-huh. skipped class all one night. It must have been a Friday. And I just figured out the entire tunnel system, <laughs> just wandered around. And so I became like, I was the king of like, everyone would leave from class and we got to get back to the dorm. Doug, and so king I was, the tunnels I, podcast <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Yes, I was one who knew how to get through all of them, and I knew, like, you know, because some like go through like random parking garages what? and things. So you had to know, like, you come out this door in this parking garage, and then you got to get over to that door, and then you're back in the tunnels underneath. I think you need to make like tunnels. a map for it, like some sort of like guide to the tunnels. Like, you could be the, they have the those tunnel now. guide. It really feels, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they don't have your the Doug, they tent. just don't have right. It's not like you're just leading these people through, and they're like in those moments questioning your leadership, and you're just like, no, trust me. <laughs> And then there's a couple of them that don't, and then they break off, and they go, <gasps> and then there's like, they you're going to be super cold and wet. Yep. And I'm like, I'll be home dry as a... <laughs> dry as the sock. Yeah. I know. Exactly. I think um, that it would be super fun to you have you guide us through those tunnels one day, and we turn into like a fun drinking game of some sort. Mm. I don't know how that could happen, but... You just go over there. I mean, amazing. you can get in. Like, anybody can get into them. Okay. That sounds super yeah. fun. I hope they smell like Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Little, yeah. Little, like, damp. I feel like that's going to be damp. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just have to make sure that, you know, the one rule is, like, nobody gets to actually look at the little maps. Sure. They're actually like posted there. Okay, perfect. That's yeah. the best. Or at least I don't. Maybe then you can have somebody like Doug doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> They've like completely altered them since you've been in them yeah. last. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so Luther was great. I I loved it. Small yep. liberal arts school. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely loved the liberal arts education. Um, it. I mean, you just take classes that are so random i think my favorite one was uh, science and religion together Mm. and it was an amazing class just like contemplating i mean really science versus religion and kind of and i think being at a campus that is religious was um really good to bring like that side of it because the professor had to be very neutral on the topic right and so I mean, a pers- as a person who is not very religious, like, I really loved just kind of hearing both sides because it's so easy to just kind of, you know, listen to your own your own side. Yeah. But, um, so just taking classes like that, and I was a communication studies major, so... Oh, me too. <gasps> yes, yeah. comes. And uh, we just, I mean, I one class that I took was media and pop culture, and we just looked uh, yeah. at, like, um, you know, popular movies and like what was I was saying about society and it was super fun I did also study and like work really hard I didn't just take fluffy classes like that but I mean not that it was fluffy that hard that class was actually very hard yeah <laughs> like, I mean, well, you I mean have, at times it's like not hard because I mean it's fun it was right? so I mean, fun it, yeah like you know it was, exactly like it may be challenging and yeah. things like that but yep. it's you're yeah 
Definitely. And like the professor was great. Professor mm-hmm. Sweet is amazing. And I'd like to call it a shout out um, <laughs> for all the thousands of people listening to this. And uh, <laughs> the tens of tens of people that'll be listening tens to this. Tens and tens and tens of you. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, where did, where did you go to school? U of M. U of M, okay. That, yep. Oh, right, because you explored the tunnels. Exactly, you yeah. You weren't just like a random stranger going to the U of M exploring the tunnels for nothing. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, at times I may have felt like that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I remember I had this one uh, comedy text and theory <gasps> class that through the comms department. And the instructor was fantastic. I kind of wish I remember this dude's name, but he mm-hmm. like drove a motorcycle and he would like hang out at um, Grand Old Day in St. Paul all the time and tell stories about that. And then basically half of our final was a far side cartoon. Oh my. And it was gosh. just like explain why this is funny. That is And so you had to like you know, and I'm like referencing like Socrates and sure. you know, like yeah. all yeah. these kind of things. I'm like, okay, this is a sublimation of the divine and yeah. you don't even remember some of these like, you know, theories that Oh gosh, about, yeah. We yeah. did a whole thing on American Girl dolls. And it's all uh, what's called simulacra of, like, idealizing the past uh, and like, yep. all that stuff. I mean, it's just like, I mean, you go deep into it. I mean, it was, I, so I ended up doing my senior paper on Hello Kitty. <laughs> 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 if you see my desk, you will know why. Yeah. I loved Hello Kitty. But it was, I mean, it was a lot of work. I mean, it was looking at, you know, why this, you know, kitty mm-hmm. has become this phenomenon and, and it started out as a children's toy, and it's now almost exclusively marketed towards more adult segment of really? people. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I, I mean, kind of my theory was that we are very nostalgic. You know, we're very... Oh, absolutely. You know, we're just kind of clinging on this past of, of you know, an idealized world where yep. Hello Kitty just walks the streets and everything's beautiful. And, um, you know, I forget the ins and outs of it, but I mean, the whole paper was like 30 pages, you know, it's just like, yeah. you're not, you can't just talk about pink and cats the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, you gotta get deep into something. And yeah. I really like um, it, that kind of what it taught us of just like looking at things around us and just like digging beneath the surface. And yeah, um, I think it's probably why we're as cool as we are today. I think so. The coolest people are comms people. You know, I came up, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I didn't encounter this before, so I doubt that it's original, though. I think there's probably other people that have come up with the same theory about the 20-year cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has all to do with the fact that, you know, by the time when you're, like, you know, between 8 and, like, 13 and 14, mm-hmm. you don't, you understand what's going on around you, and you probably have some older influences, like siblings or cousins or sure. people in your community um, and so you see these styles and these fashions, right, when you're that age. But the world is, again, like Hello Kitty, like it's still all fluffy and bright. And for the most, for most people, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's a time of innocence still. Sure. Um, and then 20 years later, you get into the marketplace when you are finally, you are actually like an actor in the market in a right. way that you Making can d- buy things and you're sure. a force. And so advertisers go nostalgia on you. And that's oh, yeah. why like every 20 years... These things keep kind of recycling and coming back through again. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, once you're 35, you have kids, and then you can't afford to buy anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all, you know, starts And then they get all your toys. And then... <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I think it is for the most... I, you know, you can really dig into the advertising piece of it. I mean, it's oh, brilliant. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. But, uh, 
I am the type of person that I love that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. I'm victim to the advertising. It's <laughs> like, I know what you're doing and it's working. Like, yeah. everyone would say that about Disneyland. It's like, oh, well, they take all your money. Like, it's all this stuff. It's like, I don't care. I love Disneyland. I am going to go there and I feel happier when I'm there. Yeah. I know I'm spending $1,000, but <laughs> right, not that much, but it's getting close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think about it with advertising in particular, it's like, for the most part, whenever those little, you know, things come up, mm-hmm. you know, like the online or whatever, and they're like, oh, click on this if you like this. And I'm like, absolutely. Because yeah. I'd rather see commercials for, like, superhero movies than mm-hmm. pickup trucks. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, I'd rather be entertained by my advertising or at least have it be something that's potentially relevant to me. Exactly. I think, is you know, we're coming upon this age of, okay, advertising is not going away. And it's going yep. to know more about you. I mean, it's almost like... They say, you know, what can't happen will happen. So I I take, yeah, it's not going to leave. It's going to No, absolutely. So it's like you might as well pick the ad that you want to see because it's going to keep happening to you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So in your professional career, as a graphic designer and freelance project management, management. event planning, all kinds of things. So what are you most excited about? what's coming up what's in the future Ooh, yeah so um i am super excited so i kind of do i like to tailor my services to each of the clients that i work with and Mm -hmm. um i have been able to kind of integrate some more like process design things for a few of the clients that i'm working with um Shout out to Wits Realty. Okay. They are awesome. <laughs> uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, look at Wits Realty. But I've really enjoyed working with them like one-on-one in terms of how do you make the customer experience really like thoughtful and um, kind of like magical, I guess mm-hmm. you say. So um, I guess just as a broad sense, I'm, I'm just really excited to kind of add like what I call the fairy dust to um kind of those processes and digging in and I also find that I really enjoy just um working working events and kind of making those meaningful in little ways too mm-hmm. um but there's just a lot coming up I have a fun trip to Seattle which I'm really excited nice. about and help with some design stuff on that event and um yeah it's just a lot it's kind of um you know it kind of can change pretty quickly like what I'm doing depend like I am working with a new client already and yeah I like, I do like that. I, I find that I'm still like trying to hone it in. I'm like, Shelby, just like focus on what you know you like to do, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's really easy for me to just say yes to everything. Right. Um, so I'm challenging myself that way. Oh my gosh, there's a puppy across the street. Side note, sorry. Oh, oh my Everyone god. So cute. cute. Oh my god. Is that like just a little golden? Oh, it looks like it's a white lab. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know the exact breed. Oh, that's awesome. So you hit on a couple different things that I was going to bring up. Sure. Um, magic and fairy dust. Yes. You know, I think I saw an Instagram post where you talked about it's the world is more fun when you believe in. Yeah. I think it was like four different things that you listed off, and I thought about that when I was thinking about chatting with you today, and I was like. I bet you if I asked her what her philosophy on life was and how she approaches it, like, that pretty much sums it up. Yes, it and, definitely And may, you maybe, I didn't know, maybe you called it your philosophy, but I don't think you did. Yeah, no. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I have recently kind of gone through kind of some personal changes mm-hmm. and, and really kind of deciding, you know, what is my future and what is this path that I'm going to be taking on, 
look like. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know what the future holds, but I really believe that if you take each day with happiness and just optimism and kind of focusing on the things that you know bring you joy, like yeah. for me, it's fairy dust and Disneyland and and just embracing those things for yourself. I mean, don't worry about what people are going to think if you are still sleeping with a stuffed animal and you're 25 years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if that is what makes you happy, just like believe in it and just be yourself. And I want everyone to do that. Fantastic. Well, I've got one last question for you yes. before we sign off. And what is the weirdest thing that you do? <laughs> oh my gosh what is the weirdest thing that I do oh I well this is probably not the weirdest but it's a weird thing that I do when there's a bag of pretzels mm-hmm. that I'm eating I eat just the salt off the pretzels and then put the pretzels back in the bag seriously yes do your roommates know this um I don't think there's well one of them does now <laughs> <laughs> Emma's like oh my god I'm never buying pretzels um yeah, I, I don't know if they know that about me. So do you just, like, take the pretzel and lick it like it's, like it's no, an I, Oreo I like, that I you... Like eat it like a squirrel. Like, I, like, bite, <laughs> I bite at the salt, and then I put the pretzels back, and then eventually the bag will have saltless pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> So at the end, are you like fishing around like, I know there's one left with salt in there somewhere and you're just like going for it? Um, Or do you like put them in a different bowl so you can, you have separated No, I just throw them back in the bag. Wow. Usually, I mean, I've done this with my family and so like other people are eating them. (laughs) (laughs) But like they eventually learn to just not eat the pretzels because they'll be gross and have like my mouth on them. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that's probably the weirdest. I, that's, I mean, there's more, I'm sure, but that's that's probably that's, up there. The, yeah, I've never heard anybody that does. It tastes like better. The salt just tastes different. Like I'm not gonna go eat salt from a bag. I'm gonna. Right, you're not just yeah. I'm gonna like take yeah. I'm gonna like table salt. I challenge the audience of tens and tens of people <laughs> to eat <laughs> the salt off the pretzels. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Shelby, for joining me today. Thank you for Um, having me. This is a podcast about nothing, about (laughs) Doug and tunnels, (laughs) and what was the other? Uh, uh, Feet feelings. Feet feelings with Doug. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening, afternoon, wherever you are. But uh, awesome. So great to talk. Yes. All right. High five.